After Yosef meets Binyamin, the Pasuk describes how Ayimar Yosef, Yosef is hurries. He's suddenly feeling very strong levels of compassion towards his brother. The Pasuk describes how he goes into a room and starts crying. On the word Nichmaru, Rashi explains that the word Nichmaru means Nishamamu, it became heated. His feelings, his emotions were very warm. Then Rashi goes ahead and brings three proofs for, this, for the meaning of this word. Rashi says, in the language of Mishnah, we have something called Alakoymer Shalzesim, referring to a special vessel in which olives are put, where they become warm, they become heated, and in that way eventually allowing the oil to flow out easier. In Aramaic, says, says Rashi, brings another Gemara, Michmar Bisra, Mishum Michmar Bisra, a case where the Gemara is concerned that the meat may have become warm. And finally, Ubemikra, we have a Pasuk, Oireinu Kesanu Nechmaru, that our skin had become heated like an oven. And Rashi quotes some more about that Pasuk, explaining that Pasuk, but uh, we're not going to go into all of those details right this moment. Now, the fact that Rashi needs to explain this word and bring a proof for it is understood because this is a new word for the Menchamish Lemikra. The question, however, is why does Rashi need three proofs? And also the order of the proofs, why is it that Rashi starts first with something from the Mishnah, a Lushan of the Mishnah, the language of the Mishnah, then Gemara in Aramaic, and finally a Pasuk. Usually you would start with a Pasuk first. Also the Rebbe says seemingly there are other Psukim in Tanakh earlier, which not only are they earlier in Tanakh, but also more similar to the context of what our Pasuk is about, which is speaking about Nichmaru in the context of feelings, of emotions, rather than the Pasuk that Rashi brings, where it's Oireinu Kesanu Nichmaru, which is about skin becoming heated. Wouldn't a Pasuk discuss, describing emotions be more fitting? Now, in or, the Rebbe asks other questions. We're not going to get into every last one right now. The Rebbe says, in order to explain this, we're first going to have a look in the previous Rashi, on the words, of Rashi is explaining why Yosef is suddenly feeling overcome with emotion. Rashi says that Yosef had asked Binyamin, do you have a brother from your mother? Binyamin says, yes, I don't know where he is. Yosef asks, do you have any children? Binyamin says, I have ten children. Yosef asks, what are their names? Binyamin gives their names, Bella and Becher, etc. And when Yosef asks the meaning of these names, Binyamin explains how each one of these names represent his brother, the suffering, the pain that his brother went through. And the question is, shouldn't have Rashi first explained to us what the Pesach is saying, ki nichmeru of means, that his compassion was heated, suddenly overcome with a strong level of compassion, and then explained to us the background story of the dialogue that went on of what caused all of this compassion. Why does Rashi go in the reverse order? The Rebbe also asks, why do we even need to explain why Yosef is suddenly feeling very, very emotional? If it should be quite obvious, he's just meeting his brother after so many, so many years. And why is this whole story with Binyamin's children so relevant over here? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is that usually what we think is that Yosef just meets Binyamin, and that's why he's suddenly becoming so emotional. The problem, however, with this is that the Pasuk says already a couple of times earlier that Yosef saw Binyamin. So why suddenly right over here is the Pasuk describing about his emotions? And the truth of the matter is, it's not such a question why there was no emotions before. Yosef is a powerful ruler, a powerful leader for many, many years by now. And he obviously has to contain his emotions. So even though he saw his brother and he heard from his other brothers many things already about their father and so on, up until here, Yosef is not really showing emotion. So what suddenly happened over here? We need to look carefully into the psukim to see what caused this particular emotion. And the last thing that happens just before this is Yosef is asking, is this your brother? 
And then he says to Binyamin, Eloikim Yachnecha Bani Hashem should be graceful to you, my child. And immediately right afterwards we see about the strong compassion being aroused by Yosef where he wants to go and cry. What do these words mean? Eloikim Yachnecha Bani. So Rashi actually tells us this word Yachnecha is a blessing which relates to children. Yaakov Avinu had said to Esav, Regarding his children, these are the children that Hashem had gracefully given me. And Yosef is now using the same expression regarding Binyamin. That Hashem should give him this special bracha. In other words, the topic is actually Binyamin's children. And right afterwards we see that suddenly Yosef is overcome with emotion. And this is why Rashi is telling us that there was a dialogue going on over here between Yosef and Binyamin. And it was about Binyamin's children. Now what does Yosef hear? Yosef hears that Binyamin was missing his brother so much that every single one of his children he's naming after Yosef and the troubles that Yosef had. This is what brought out a very, very strong, powerful level of emotion by Yosef. And this is why Rashi says that as soon as Yosef hears this, Miyad immediately, Nichmeru Rachmavi, suddenly he's overcome with all of this emotion in a very strong and powerful way and he wants to go and cry. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why only after we, we understand the background story are we going to have to translate that the word nichmeru means more than just feeling compassion because you would have had lots of feelings before as well. But once we hear the background story, we understand that it must be some very, very strong level of emotion. And that's why Rashi says nichmeru means nischamamu that it became heated. Now what's Rashi's proof for this? So we asked before, aren't there other places that are more speaking about emotions? In the context of Nichmaru, within that word, and the Rebbe says that's exactly the point. Rashi doesn't want to use examples where it speaks about emotions, because then how do we know that the word Nichmaru specifically means got heated? It could just mean strong emotions. We could be using other sorts of terms, not necessarily heat. And that's why Rashi is going to look for other examples to translate the word, and he starts off with Lashon Mishnah. Lashon Mishnah, as we'll soon see why I couldn't start off with a Pasuk, but he starts off with Lashon Mishnah, because Mishnah is Lashon Kodesh, similar to the language of Psukim. And in the Mishnah, we find this idea of Koymer Shalzeisim, this particular vessel where the olives are put, in order for them to become heated and the oil coming out, etc. The problem with this proof is, because who said that the name of the, this vessel is called Koymer because of the heat? Maybe Koymer is just the name of the vessel, it happens to be that the olives get heated when they're in this vessel because they're all being put together over there. And that's why that's not enough of a proof. And that's why Rashi moves on to a proof from the Gemara. Now that's Aramaic already. It's a step further, but it's still similar enough. And that's going to explain to us that when the Mishnah uses the word koimer, it means heat. In, in Aramaic, we have michmar bisra, which is already a description of the meat becoming warm. And this is therefore explaining to us that also in the Mishnah, when it uses that word koimer, it also means war- warmth and heat. Now, Rashi doesn't want to rely just on, sorry, on these proofs itself. Rashi wants to move to a Pasuk, and we'll see in a minute why the proof in the Pasuk itself wouldn't have been enough. And Rashi wants to bring a proof from a Pasuk, and not only a, because it's going to be another Pasuk, but it's also going to be the identical word in the Pasuk. There it says, Oireinu kesanur, Nichmaru, so it's exactly the same word as Nichmaru in our Pasuk. The reason why it's not such a strong proof is because, as the Rebbe describes in the Sikha, that because it's speaking over there about the skin becoming heated, etc., and Rashi goes on to explain that as a result of the heat, 
the skin becomes uh, wrinkled and shrinks and so on. So it's possible when the Pasuk is using that term nichmaru, it's really referring primarily to the fact that it becomes wrinkled, not so much heat per se. And that's why Rashi brings this proof only at the end. The Rebbe now moves on to Yeina Shaltoir, to the Chsidis in the, in the Rashi. And the Rebbe says that Yosef generally represents Klau Yisrael, there's a Pasuk, Noye Katsoin Yosef. Hashem leads Yosef, which means all the Jewish people, like flocks. So, there's the idea that there's the Yosef every single Yid, and he needs to think about and meditate and contemplate and to arouse that compassion in a heated way on Binyamin. What is Binyamin? He's so-called because of Ben-Oini, the son of my sorrow. This is referring to the Neshama as it comes down into the physical world and the physical body. And now the Rebbe is going to show the exact order that Rashi goes with these three proofs and how these are stages in the person's avoidance is his boininus. First of all, Rashi says the idea that there is, as we said before, the story, the dialogue between Yosef and Binyamin. That means first the person is thinking about the, all the, his, oh, his brother, which represents how the Yid is connected to Hashem, the Neshama in essence is connected to Hashem. But then there's all the troubles that had happened to him. And this is the Neshama as it enters the body. And it's now involved in all the Gashmi Yizdika things. And then, as a result of this, Rashi says, Nichmaru then means, Nishamamu, now the compassion is heated. Because, in other words, now he feels a certain fire and a certain bitterness inside of himself about the state of his neshama. This actually draws down in return, Hashem's Rachmanus, down onto the Yid. Which Rachmanus, generally, the idea of compassion is very much associated with heat. The Rebbe explains that Chesed is giving and giving and giving. That's because the Mashpia, the one giving, is very kind and good, but not necessarily is going to be with warmth and heat. It can be, it's compared to water, which is cold. Gvura is usually associated with fire, with heat, but sometimes that can end up in anger. And therefore, Rachamim specifically, compassion is sort of a blend between Chesed and Gvura, where the person is really feeling the pain of another Yid, and as a result of that, he wants to give, and he's going to give much more than a Chesed in a much more compassionate way. Says the Rebbe, what happens next? As a result of this heat, says, says, so the Rebbe says, we have Rashi tells us, the example is, commercial zaisim. So olives, this, this vessel that's containing the olives, this is where the olives are getting warmed and producing oil. So olives, the Rebbe says, are usually bitter. And this is referring to the bitterness that the person again has inside of himself as a, zo- a result of that is boininus. But that draws down the oil, which is Hashem's Rachmanus, and drawing down that the person should have a gilei of feeling, a revelation of godliness inside of himself. And first of all, it comes down not only in his mind, but also Michmar Bisra. The next example that Rashi gives is that the heat, the meat becomes warm, becomes heated, which as the Rebbe explains in the Sikha is more referring to affecting also his midos in his heart. And finally, the last example that Rashi gives is Oireinu, that the skin becomes heated, which hints to the idea that even the outer garments of the person are also completely being lifted up as a result of that great godly oil that's now coming to him as a result of the Rachmanus. And the Rebbe says that ultimately, the heat of hunger is not from a physical hunger, but that's all transformed to the time when Mashiach comes, where as the Pasuk says, there will be no longer a hunger for bread and thirst for water, but rather to hear the words of Hashem.